Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, guys. Welcome. Welcome to our show. Today we discuss about writing a copy text because we are living in the AI era when AI tools can do it. But this tools can be creative. You can get something new and interesting. And even more, we need human touch. That's why I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Otijiri Amare. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. Good to be here. Before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background, about your native country, Nigeria. And please tell for our audience, because I apologize that I'm Ukrainian. I can't pronounce the right your name, but tell for our audience how to pronounce correctly. <laughs> okay. Um, so my name is Otejiri Omari. Um, I'm from Nigeria, like you said earlier. So I'm a copywriter and an SEO content writer. I've been writing copies and content professionally for six years plus now. Um, although I started writing since I was a child, I think I wrote my first novel when I was nine. Um, I've enjoyed reading and writing. It's a hobby for me. Um, and so um, I naturally um, started writing and um, decided to make it a commercial, to commercialize it or make it professional. Then Nigeria, yeah, Nigeria is one of the most populous um, countries in Africa. It's actually the largest um, or it has the most population of black people in the world. So it's the most populous black country in the world. We have over 200 million Nigerians. We have over um, 250 ethnic groups and it's it's. It's an interesting country, really. <laughs> nice, nice. Love it, love it. Awesome. You know, uh, you remind me uh, Stephen King. Once he told, if you want to improve your writing skills, you need to do two things. To write a lot yeah. and to read a lot. You know, two yes, things. Exactly. Nothing else. So, and you mentioned that you love reading, you love writing, and it's your passion. And uh, I rem remember another story. Uh, about, uh, you know, uh, I read a book about uh, a great author and uh, she shared a story when she got uh, email from other uh, book author uh, and uh, this book author uh, asked her for, for advice because he couldn't get results for a long time and he suffered a lot because nobody uh, buys his books, but uh, he wanna be famous, he wanna achieve results, and she replied to him, leave it, it's not for you. <laughs> no, if you don't enjoy the process, if you are suffering, okay. why you decided that you need to write? Many things you can do in this life, but exactly. if you can't live without writing, you can get back. So can you tell about passion? How you are passionate about writing and why you choose this direction? Okay, um, like I said, it's something I've always enjoyed. I remember when I was a child, going into my dad's library and seeing um, books, you know, on the shelves. Um, as young as six, I picked my first book from my dad's shelf and I started reading. So um, I enjoyed the first book and I picked the second one and I picked the third one and I kept on reading. So I think it sparked an interest in me reading. And then I wanted to also pen down some of the thoughts in my head you know, some of the things I got from writing. I think that's where it started. But for me, I really enjoy writing, especially writing. Yeah, it's something I enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, nice. Okay, uh, let's talk about our main topic, how to write okay. non-boring texts. You know, it's interesting because yeah. most texts are boring. Uh, exactly. The average data shows people bounce fast. Only 5% of all books people read. 5%, not a lot. Uh, and I know why. You know, for example, if I take a new book, business book, I love uh, reading business books because I want to get new insights, what I can do in my life, how I can develop my business. And uh, I found many of them are boring. So boring. You know, for example, um, sometimes uh, if you have problems with sleep, you can take a new boring book to read before night, sleep well, don't remember anything from this book because it's boring. But, you know, if I take any book from Jack London, he wrote these books 100 years ago. If I take take even business books like uh, from Josh Ugerman, Seth Godin, I love them. I can read them, you know, I can feel that I'm part of the journey. Uh, I can learn from them. So can you tell how to catch attention and keep readers until the end okay so i'm going to talk about it from the aspect of content writing either for blog posts or for a website page or for a social media copy or even for an email copy okay uh, we can also relate um, my answer to book um a book writing or maybe a novel writing you know it cuts across all kinds of writing whether technical writing or creative writing so um the best way to um write a non-borrow copy the first place to start is um with your headline the headline of every content is um what also one of the important factors that determine if um a person or a reader will keep on reading the content so you need to write a headline that is catchy enough to entice readers now it mustn't, it mustn't be something so cheesy you know um something that would um um like a clickbait kind of heading no 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 but um your heading especially for instance if you're writing a copy on um ai tools or on um, seo you know you your content has um, an answer to certain questions. There, there's a reason why you're writing the content in the first place. You want to answer certain questions. So ensure that your headline um, envisages that, like it, it, it tells the readers that this is what the content is about and it's catchy enough, it's captive, it captivates the audience. Of course, you already know, before you start writing, you already know who your audience is, who you're writing for, um, maybe their demographics, what they love, um, which um, social channels they're always on, if they're on Instagram, if they're always on LinkedIn, depending on the kind of people you're targeting. When you write a headline that will um, reach out to them, a headline that will speak to them, a headline that will catch their attention. So that's the very first aspect of um, writing a non-boring copy, your headline. Then you want to write in a conversational manner. For instance, if you're writing a crypto article and um, you're writing to beginners, there are certain technical terms you don't want to use. You know, so while um, you may want to be formal, depending on the kind of platform you're using, you also want to be conversational. You also want to um, throw in um, humorous um, phrases into your content, you know, then you need to be concise, no fluff, no filler. One, one thing I tell um, copywriters or content writers is as much as possible, try to take away fillers. Sometimes some copywriters try to aim for maybe a particular word count, you know, maybe 2,000 words or 3,000 word count, and they forget that it's humans that are going to read it. And even if you're trying to hit a word count, you need to be um more concerned about the information you are giving the readers. So they want to now add a lot of fillers into the content to make it, you know, so hit the word count, but um, it's going to be boring for the readers. Then um, you want to incorporate um, with visuals. I tell people when you write a content, formatting is much as, is so much 
as important as the content you write itself. You need to format for readability. One important aspect of formatting is adding visuals. You want to add images, you want to add infographics, you want to add um, GIFs, you want to add um, videos, you know, break up your content, adding all of these things in between. And you want to make your paragraph, one important aspect of um, formatting is to make your paragraph um, short enough, have um, relevant subheadings. Um, we, 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 many copywriters will know what I'm referring to when I say subheadings, like the H1, which is your main heading, H2 and H3. You need to utilize all of these things in your content and um, it will help. It helps a, a long way. Yeah, it does. Nice, nice. Yeah, valuable. I agree. And uh, let's talk about uh, to be concise and simple. You know, you mentioned about that. And uh, I remember a quote uh, that uh, don't say something in 100 words that you can say in 50 words. So you exactly. need to cut two times. And I see it's a big issue. You know, when writers charge for uh, the number of words. I usually you know cooperate with writers who charge for article per copy because for me it doesn't matter how many words you can add but for me it's more important quality what kind of quality can I get from this article so uh, sometimes I even tell uh, some writers please uh, uh, share your average price when they share uh, the number uh, uh, if they charge for per word or per thousand words I usually reply to them okay uh, let's imagine the average uh, like 2000 words uh, mm -hmm. and if you want 200 dollars I can pay you 300 dollars and for, forget about uh, the number of words if you write exactly. uh, thousand words of quality words it will be more important than if you write 10,000 uh, some nonsense you know <laughs> uh, some fluff yes. and uh, I remember when Mark Twain said uh, I have no time to write uh, short copies that's why I usually write long copy can you tell how to find this time to simplify and write in 50 words that you want to say in 100 words <laughs> okay um when you begin writing um or after writing rather, it's important to always go back to your content. Um, it's, it's simple, it's called proofreading and editing. Proofreading and editing, many writers need to take advantage of that skill or even grow that skill. Many people are good at writing, but they are not necessarily good with proofreading and editing. It's a very important skill. So if you are not good with it, you might need to get an editor or have someone else edit your content. So what proofreading and editing can do for you is to help you make your copy concise. You know, so after you've written all of those beautiful stuff you've written, when you when you're done and you go back to the content, it will help you take out unimportant terms. It will help you shorten your sentences, and you need to also have certain rules for writing. For instance, I tell um, my writers when I give a task, I tell them each sentence should not exceed, um, say, twenty two words, and I tell them each um, paragraph should not exceed two sentences. I tell them um, each subheading should not exceed four paragraphs. I give these rules. All of these. Um, uh, content guidelines help you um, stay on a particular path because we've realized that um, readers get bored easily. You know, Bored, boredom increases. I find there's a research that um, I was reading some weeks ago. It says um, in the 90s, more people were interested in reading than now because there are other things that take people's attention. So the attention span keeps reducing um, as the year increases. So how do you get readers to stay focused on your content and not to get bored? It's uh, to make your sentences short as possible pick one word instead of 10 words to represent a particular thought you know all of these things are very 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 important you want to use simple languages you want to avoid 
adding um, extra words. Like I said earlier, writing short sentences, writing short paragraphs, and most importantly, when you want to start writing, ensure that your content is right out an outline. So you want to say, okay, introduction should be about um, um, 200 words. Um, the next subhead, maybe you're writing top 10 SEO tools in the market. You want to write an introduction of 100 words, you know, um, you want to write the first point. Maybe you don't want to exceed 200 words. You know, you have to have an outline first. That's how I start writing. I create an outline first before I start writing the content. It just ensures all of these rules helps you um, stay on track. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Well, you both. Yeah, love it, love it. Okay, let's talk about readers. You mentioned in the beginning uh, that you need to learn your readers. Can you tell how to do it? No. How do I know that my readers want to get something like this? Because, you know, I see uh, a big issue. It's so big issue when uh, companies usually rewrite existing content. Uh, it doesn't matter how they do it with AI or uh, hiring uh, writers. Uh, the, uh, when I get totally the same content that we have on many other websites, I reply to them, we can't get results with that because it's nothing new. Okay, 100% with these tools, uniqueness 100%. But who cares about this tool, about this uniqueness? It's totally the same with all websites in the top 10. So can you tell about uh, how to learn audience and bring something new that other websites don't have? Okay. So um, when you're writing content for an audience, you need to determine um, what point in your content you are in with your audience. For instance, if you want to write about um, a part to say um, an electric saw, you know, you need to ask yourself where in the customer journey are you in, you know, before um, you start writing to determine what you write to the audience. You need to talk about the part two. Do you need to compare it with um, another part two, you know? So, but most important when you're talking, when you're writing a content or talking, for instance, I'm using the part two as an example, you need to focus, there's a, there's a point in time when you need to talk about the future, but most importantly, you need to focus on the benefits. So what would this part two do for the user? that the other part will not do for them. Now, many parts have similar features, you know, they could have general features, but what is the benefit of this part you are selling to me over the other part two? So that would determine the direction of your content. So if you are writing um, content to, um, you are reaching the audience for the first time, you know, you're trying to sell them a product for the a new product in the market, you need to determine um, what you're going to write to ensure that you tell them this is a new product in the market and these are the benefits then why you should use this over the other one you've been using. And then uh, if you've had a sale already, then you need to structure your content in such a way that you can have you can have them pick an accessory. So, so your audience have already, some of your audience, maybe 30% of your readers had already purchased a particular, a part two. Now you want to write to them again. So you're not going to be telling them the benefits of the part two because they already have it, they're already using it. So what you're going to want to write to them is um, why they should pick an accessory. Maybe something related to the part two or why did you try another product you have so you need to first of all determine um where you are in your journey with your audience that's the first part mm -hmm. yeah yeah interesting interesting uh let's talk about uh retaining audience you mentioned a few times about structure that you need to have the structure like logical structure uh and uh, you know uh people uh have uh short attention you know so they can lose attention because of 
many distractions that we have. I usually have a lot of them, you know, I need to reply to emails, to uh, SMS, you know, uh, many things, you know, what I need to do. So, but uh, when I read non-boring copy, I, uh, nothing can distract me because I can forget about food, about water, about sleep, because yeah. I can live on this copy, you know, uh, it's valuable, it's interesting. Uh, can you tell how to retain audience until the end? So when they read the whole copy. Okay. I'll tell you one secret that I use. To, oh, I um, love secrets. <laughs> to do my readers and to draw them in. Um, as, of course, this depends on the kind of content you're writing. But most content, in fact, even if it's a very formal content, sometimes you can throw in um, one or two mini stories. You know, um, you want to let your readers know I'll give the, use the pattern example, for instance. You may want to throw in a story of maybe a, a successful customer story, how, how a customer had used the tool in, within your content, and then their feedback on the tool. Very, very important. One important aspect of copywriting is learning how to use customer stories and case studies to draw the um, client in or to draw your potential buyers in, you know. So buyers don't just want to hear... Um, what the features of the tool, the benefits of the tool. When you repeat it over and over again, it gets boring, right? Like you said. So what should they, do they want to hear again? So they want to hear from someone else. You know, that's why many people, before they purchase an item online, they always check reviews. They want to see um, people's opinion about this particular product, have had, how they felt when they used it, how, um, how long it has lasted for them and all of that. So it's important to add one or two of these stories. So you want to paint um, a vivid description in the minds of your readers before they even purchase from you. You want to give them a story, you want to give them a picture of what your product is or your service is in their minds, you know, before um, they get to uh, make a contact with, before they get to engage with you. You know, you need to your dialogue needs to bring your product to life or your service to life, you know. Uh, I know some copywriters use um, suspense or misery, but uh, I don't really, um, that's not my style. I like to um, go straight to the point, you know, not to dilly-dally, just go straight to the point and tell them, okay, this is it, and this is it, and this is it. And then you want to also include a call to action in your content. You know, someone, you don't want your readers to just read and at the end of the day, um, they go away. You want them to take an action. So, in this, depending on the kind of content, in the middle of a content, you want to in include a call to action that is relevant. Even at the introductory part, there are certain call to actions you want to introduce that is relevant. Then, especially at the end, most especially at the end of your content, you want to inc include a call to action that is obvious, vivid, and relevant. They need to take an action. So when you write your content, you write in such a way that your readers can take an action, maybe to make a comment, maybe to um, to subscribe you know, to a newsletter, maybe um, to even make an actual purchase. All of these things are important. And your content is to, you need to incorporate your readers. They need to know when reading your content that this content was particularly written for them you know, aimed at them. So that's it. Nice, 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 nice. Awesome, awesome. Uh, you mentioned a few times story. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I don't remember exactly how many, many times you mentioned story because I lost my track, but uh, let's talk about stories. You know, uh, uh, you remind me uh, a quote that customers don't buy products, customers buy stories. Can you tell yeah. how to craft the story? Uh, and you mentioned about call to action. So uh, tell probably if you have some template or frame how to craft great story and submit call to action. 
Okay. Um, I'll give a, a an example. So um, in your content ranting, you can have a section where you have um, examples of companies who have um, done this before within your content. It could be like a subheading somewhere, or it could just... Uh, you could just chip it in as a paragraph. It doesn't necessarily have to have a subheading on its own. So it could come in as a paragraph. Oh, okay. Um, these are examples. Um, this is a beautiful example. Maybe Coca-Cola did this and increased their market share by so so and so percent, or um, uh, Forbes did this and did that. You know, you just want to chip it in. It's a, it's a very interesting story. So instead of explaining um, the benefits of this tool, talking about the features, talking about how to use it, you want to chip in. Um, Mary Jane, one of our clients, used this, and she said she loved how the tool was, you know, this, and um, she especially loved this feature, and this is how she loves to use it, you know. Perfect. That's a perfect way to introduce a story. So it mustn't necessarily have its own subheading in the content, but you can chip it in within in a paragraph within a subheading, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, once I watched presentation about a new Apple Watch when Tim Cook shared uh, how Apple Watch can decide my problems. After that, I bought three pairs for me, for my son, for my wife, because they probably kill me, you know, if I do only for myself. But anyway, <laughs> you know, I'm interested about uh, how to craft the message when customers get the feeling of owning something because you know i got this feeling that i can have this apple watch i can own them and this apple watch will decide my problems solve my problems uh simplify my life many other feelings that i got after watching this presentation and it's interesting uh tim cook didn't share features a lot of features uh he shared three stories how apple watch uh has helped many others three people so uh different stories but uh that was interesting to watch and i got the feeling of owning any insights how to do it totally the same okay so i'd say this requires um a lot of background work before you start writing so um as a product seller or a service provider you want to have what you have what we call customer research you want to have done that already you know um for instance before apple started selling that watch even before any brand you know whether small or big started selling their product or service they had done what we call customer research you know you want to know who you are selling to and these people you are selling to what are their behaviors what do they love okay um where do they love to be you know what kind of other products that are similar to these do they love to use and then you want to understand their pain points what problems do they have you know so if it's a technology you're selling what limitations have they had with um the current technology they are using and um what benefits is my product going to give to them so that like what i said earlier you must have to highlight the benefits whether it's an a, a video advert you're going to run to advertise the product or maybe any of the ads, maybe on Google ads, YouTube ads, whether it's um, a social media ad, you know, whether it's an email you're going to send to your existing customers to advertise a new product, you're going to need to ask yourself, everybody I'm targeting, maybe within a certain age, if my target audience is between the ages of 16 to say 40, what are their pain points? You know, um, what do they need at this time? The needs of a 40-year-old is different from the needs of a 65-year-old. So if your customer is a 65-year-old, you're going to need to understand their needs. So now you're going to need to craft your message to answer their problems. 
of course, mm-hmm. um, you may have customers within a certain demographic. It may be um, within maybe a continent or a country or even maybe wider. Maybe it's a global, uh, maybe your audience, it's, it's a global audience, you know, your customers. So when you when you understand their needs, even within your target audience, some of the age um, groups also have specific needs. Maybe between 16 to 25, they have specific needs uh, different from those who are maybe 30 to 40. You know, these ones are already working. Some of them have families, you know, but a 16-year-old may, may not have responsibilities, um, may not even be able to afford your products. But the 30-year-old who could afford your products may want to use that money for something else, you know. So why should that 30-year-old spend the money for rent on your products? And um, why should a 16-year-old ask their parent for money to get your products so um, everything needs to be tailored based on the needs, the pain points. You need to um, solve their problems with your content. That is it. Mm-hmm. So customer yeah. research, before you start writing, customer research is important. Yeah, nice, nice. Love it, love it. And um, can you tell how to learn readers? Uh, for example, if I need to customize the message. Uh, because, you know, the reason why I'm asking about that, I see when uh companies use uh tools that share the average data you know it doesn't mean that your customers are the same you know you have your unique selling proposition you have your strong yes. side uh so can you tell uh the way how to learn readers customers before writing the copy okay um it's, it's um the answer to this question is also part of um some of the things we've discussed earlier. Um, mm-hmm. I first talked about writing a, a strong headline, a headline that is captivating, a headline that lures them in, you know, and um, you want to keep your text. Another thing is you want to keep your text simple and unique. Um, like I gave the example of the crypto earlier. Um, you don't want to use, even if you're writing to crypto experts, most times you don't want to use so much technical terms. You know, you want to keep it unique. You want to keep it understandable, you know. Um, And also another point, you want to show them, like I said, the benefits, not the features, you know. And then um, um, you want to ensure that your the information you are giving to them is accurate and factual. It's not something they will need to start questioning or go online to start searching. Is this particular uh, word you use, is it correct? Is this statement correct? So you want to do research to ensure that everything you say is accurate. You know, so you need to do your own research before you start writing. Okay. And um, I think with visuals also, that is also another good way. You want to um, use pictures to grab the attention. Also, um, co- communication or conversation should be a two-way street. So you want to encourage questions from your readers. For instance, if it's a social media copy, you want to encourage them to maybe um, take a survey or make it or um, say something in the comment section. And when they do all of these things, you need to um, reply, especially if it's on the comment section. It's advisable, I always advise um, people, uh, companies who are promoting their products on social media to be interactive with their followers. So you want to reply most comments, especially of those targeting your products or maybe a question to the product. You want to engage in the comment section. So it, it ensures that the readers keep coming back. You know, because they know, okay, if I ask the question, um, this um, service provider or this product seller will, will reply me. So you want to always, instead of saying, um, check your DM, you know, like many uh, sellers do in Nigeria, they want to take the conversation to the DM, but it's more important to engage the customers on the comment section. Very, very important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Okay. Let's talk about uh, ACO. For example, you know, uh, 
okay, we need to write for our customers, for a human being, but in the end, we have search engines that can bring this human beings to our website you know so we can ignore search engines uh even yeah. if google can tell you need to write for a human forget about search engines if you uh, skip it to optimize for search engines you can't get great traffic and prob probably yeah. can't get a lot of customers so can you tell how to add these keywords to the copy if we write for a human and don't forget about search engines okay so um I, I like what you, I like this question because uh, it's one thing a lot of people think about. A lot of writers think about: Do I write for humans and ignore the search engines? But of course, I'm on the rank, so do I write for the search engines and ignore humans? I think they both go hand in hand. You know, uh, of course, we understand that um, Google's algorithm changes a, a lot of times, um, but there's still the basic um, uh, part where you need to um, write. Um, in a way to of okay let me say put it like you need to write for humans basically now um even what the search engine requires sometimes um it's also for um it's also to help you be able to write for humans okay now for instance i'll, I'll take keyword research for example um when you are doing keyword research the basics of keyword research is writing for humans so you need to find out um what keywords are people using to search you know so if someone wants to um, purchase an SEO course, for instance, what keywords would they use? Maybe people in, in a particular locality, maybe people in Nigeria, in Lagos, Nigeria, you know, if they want to buy a digital marketing course, what search term do they use? So, and good enough, we have beautiful tools. There are several tools you can use for your keyword research, free tools and paid tools. You know, there's Uber Suggest, there's SEMrush, you know, and all of that. So you need to do your keyword research. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, you need to find out the, what keywords are ranking for instance, you want to write a topic like I gave you the example, maybe top 10 SEO courses. So now what keywords are ranking, you know, for all of them? Because quite all right, the, the topic top 10 SEO courses is different from when you require an SEO service. So the user searching for an SEO course has a different search intent in mind from somebody searching for an SEO service that requires an SEO service, maybe wants to hire an SEO agency. So now you need to um, be able to write your content such that it answers the questions of the readers so that's why you need to do keyword research find out what are people searching for even a simple google search can even tell you you know when you search on google you scroll a little bit further you see the people also ask session or uh, you can tell you what questions people are asking around that topic so it's always important to find out um before you start writing do a keyword research find out um what people want to know what answers people are requesting for around this topic then find out also importantly find out also if how if your competitors have answered those questions so of course when you google something the first set of results that come out if they are not if one of them if you are not one of those results they are your competitors so you want to find out have they answered the question and if they answer the question did they answer it accurately did they answer it in depth what is missing what else can i add so that's what makes you different from um the next your competitor and that's um it's a good way to um think of right um writing for the search engine also yeah Mm -hmm. nice nice yeah awesome awesome okay uh i have the question about ai i can't ignore ai nobody can ignore ai today so we have this tool chat gpt many no other problem. great ai tools so can you tell if i need to write a new copy why i need to go to hire writers uh, then just go to chat gpt 
to type what I want to get to get it for a few seconds and use it. So why writers are more important than AI? <laughs> okay. Um, AI is interesting. Um, Chat GPT, you know, um, quite interesting. And um, they kind of um, give you a starting point, you know, a way to start. You know, I have an article, what do I want to write, you know. Um, it's, it's interesting and um, it's, going to t um, it's going to open up several opportunities for content writing and, you know, and other tech-related um, 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 activities, you know, other tech-related jobs or gigs, you know. But um, in, in terms of content writing and AI, um, I would say that... Um, humans are still very much required <laughs> because when you write a content with an AI, um, it's going to come up with certain fillers and you just definitely know it's an AI that wrote, that wrote the content. So you need to also edit for um, human for humans, you know, and AI can, for now, AIs are not um, as intelligent as humans enough, you know, why they are fast, why you can get quick content from there, you can churn out, you know, a 1000 word content in a very short while, you know, quickly, you just get ideas from AI, you need to also be able to edit um, for um, human reading. So what I advise people is, if you want to take advantage of AI, it's perfect, it's fine, it's beautiful, you can um, take advantage of the AI, but ensure that whatever you're writing, it's, it can be read by another human, it can be read and enjoyed, you know, by another human, because I'm not sure the AI understand um, 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 the search engine's algorithm yet. I'm not sure about that, but um, mm -hmm. yeah. So when you take advantage of AI, ensure you edit um, for humans, yeah. Okay, okay, I got it. I need a writer, but can you tell, for example, if I need a new writer, uh, can you tell okay. your benefits, advantages that you have compared to others, your unique selling proposition, because, you know, for example, in SEO field, I have my strong side, but I'm uh, I'm not good with many SEO directions, uh, like SEO health, uh, uh, local SEO, because it's not my main direction of uh, uh, getting results. So uh, can you tell your strong side why you are okay. better than many other writers? Okay, why well, I'm better than many other writers is because I have experience and I have the skills. So I've been writing professionally for six plus years now, like I said in the beginning when I introduced myself. Um, I'm an SEO content writer, um, which means in my content writing, I can incorporate content SEO tactics, you know, so I don't just write for writing sake. I write for humans and I write um, for ranking on the search engines. So what differentiates me from another content writer is this. I'm also an editor. Okay. So um, I write the content, I proofread and edit, and you know, you are getting perfect, excellent content when I submit. Each, every information I give is accurate. You know, I research. One important aspect of content writing that many content writers do not um, do it's researching. Researching is very, very important. You need to ensure that each information you are giving out in your content is factual. I've said it already before. It's accurate. Depending on the kind of content you are writing, you need to check government website for information, not just another blog. So because another blog says this is this, doesn't necessarily mean it's correct. So you need to check check um, authority, authority sites, authority platforms, you know, or maybe even papers, you know, um, research works. Um, like I said, government website, all of these are important to be able to back up your content. So I think what differentiates me from another content writer also is the quality of my work, the quality of the information I give, you know, in the content that I write. Yeah.
Nice, nice, love it, love it. By the way, I see your dogs uh, agree, you know, <laughs> with all your sharing. And uh, I have the question about uh, your experience. You know, it's interesting that I found uh, I usually get much better results with someone who understands SEO. So if people understand, then I can provide much better results because we work together like a cohesive team. So can you tell, for, for example, uh, I think your customers are the same. They need to understand what quality writing means. They need to try it, you know. Uh, and uh, for example, if I start any marketing, any writing, I usually try myself. I learn a little bit. I try. I fail because I have no experience, but I understand uh, what does it mean. Let's imagine you started from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills. What will you do today to learn more about writing? Okay. Very, very simple question. A good way to know more about something is to read about it. So mm -hmm. if I'm a content writer and just starting out, and I'm also talking to other content writers just starting out, important thing to do is to start reading online. Maybe go on LinkedIn. I, I take a, a lot of advantage on, of LinkedIn, and I join groups, you know, platforms where I meet other content writers. It informs my content. It tells me what's new, you know, um, what's going on in the industry and all that. So you need to start reading. The more you read, the better you become in your writing. Then you need to also write not just when you have a client to write for. You need to give yourself tests. Tell yourself, okay, maybe today I'm going to write a content, a 1,000 word content, find a topic, you know. It could be something that's already been written. You take inspiration from that and then you start writing. The more you write, the better you get. So right now I'm way better than I was six years ago when I first started writing. So one way to become better in whatever it is you do is to keep practicing. Keep practicing. Practice by writing, practice by reading. Keep practicing and you'll get better. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think, you know... Uh, I I think, you know, in my opinion, over learning only hurts experience because mm -hmm. I can read 100 books how to write, but if I don't write, I'm not sure that I can get good results. <laughs> It's the same like, you know, to take Cristiano Ronaldo or Lionel Messi, tell them, please write, uh, read 100 books how to play soccer. These guys prefer to hit this ball uh, 10,000 times a day than... Uh, to read how to play soccer because it's implementation, it's experience, it's practice more important than uh, learning. You need to learn, you need, but yes, you don't yes. need to overlearn. <laughs> so, and I have my final question about the future. What do you think? Okay. What kind of future will be in writing field? Because AI today can surprise us. We'll see it's only the beginning of this journey. So uh, what uh, your thoughts about the future? Okay. Um, for content writing, my thoughts about the future as it relates to AI is that, um, like I said before, it's going to open, AI is opening um, a lot of doors for um, those in the content writing industry. So I believe that uh, even right now, it's already happening. There's, there are going to be what we call AI prompt writers because for the AI to give you something you need, for instance, chat GPT, you need to feed it with a certain prompt, the right prompt. So um, companies are going to, even companies that want to use AI, they're going to need AI prompt writers. That's what I believe. So 
um, I don't think AI is a threat. I think it's just an opportunity, so several opportunities, you know. So when I use, uh, I've used ChatGPT for my personal um, research recently, and I realized that when I fed it with a particular prompt, it gave me what I didn't exactly like. Same answer I needed. I gave it another prompt, and it gave me something beautiful. So I think prompt engineering is going to be like a new career that come up in AI. Um, they're going to be AI content editors and AI content writers. So it's important for us as content writers to take advantage of whatever technology is currently on ground and um, acquaint ourselves with it, you know, because technology is moving fast and a lot of things can change. So it's, it's just more opportunities for us. That's what I see. Nice, nice. Love it, love it. Uh, it's a big pleasure to get on my show, to learn from you, tell our audience, the best way how to keep learning from you, how to reach out to you, how to order your writing services. Okay, um, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn, um, Otejiri Omari on LinkedIn. I'm mostly on LinkedIn. I'm not on Facebook or Instagram. Um, LinkedIn is, and also my email address, otejiri.omari at yahoo.com. Um, it's also one of the fastest ways to reach me. So either on LinkedIn or via direct email, you can reach me. Yeah. Okay, guys, you can find the links in the description below. Listen to us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks again for your time. A big pleasure. Love your value, valuable insights. It's good to write. <laughs> okay, guys, love you. See you next time. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.